Hey, everyone, and welcome to our OCC Voices of Our Community podcast. This podcast is part of the PTK Leadership Teams College Project in which we collaborate with others on campus in order to make OCC an even better college and community. This podcast is aimed at sharing the stories of our very own OCC students, particularly those who are international students and or who have moved here from another country. We hope that by sharing these stories, we can foster a more united campus community and help everyone become successfully integrated into the school. Today, we have a really special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Khalid Qureshi, and I'm from Afghanistan, which is called Afghanistan. And my major is math and science, and I'm a member of PTK's leadership team. Awesome. First and uh, foremost, just so everyone listening can get to know you a little better, can you just tell me a little bit about your background, who you are, your story, and what uh, what brought you here to Syracuse? Sure. So I'm 22 years old. Uh, I have four sisters, one brother, and my mom and my father. So we are eight people in our family. We came to the USA like directly to Syracuse awesome, awesome. on 2018. So, What are some of the biggest challenges uh, you and people you might know in a similar position face when coming here to Syracuse? I can say the biggest challenge is uh, the language and uh, because language is the main uh, way to mm-hmm. communicate with each other. So although I was, I used to teach kids like very simple and beginner English, like shapes, numbers, but when I came here four years ago, oh, okay. I couldn't even able to speak like fluent and I was like uh, understanding like maybe 50% of conversation of uh, the oh. people. So awesome. this is, I think, one of the biggest challenge. So how me. was that uh, teaching other people English? It was good, but you yeah. know, our first language is, uh, we call it Farsi Dari or uh-huh. Persian. It's way different than English. Mm-hmm. And the way we uh, learn English was English through our own language. For example, we used to translate book in our own language. But I think the better way of learning a new language is like English through English. So yeah. you you learn maybe 10 words in one sentence. For uh, also, we have phrases in English. For mm-hmm. example, "What is up?" or "What's up?" What's you up? cannot. Yeah, yeah. You cannot. Yeah. Uh, you're not able to uh, translate in your own language. This is just a phrase. So this was a big challenge. For example, uh, when I came here the first time, I uh, I was thinking of uh, the way you greet or people greet you as. Hello, how are you? Like yeah. so formal. Yeah, there's the there's a lot of different ways in English uh, people greet each other. So yeah. there's like a lot of stuff to pick on, pick up on. So yes. this was the only thing we learned that when you see someone, you're going to say hello. He will say hello. Then you have to say, how are you? Yeah. Then he would say, I'm good. Thanks. And you? Question mark. Yeah, so so one of, must have been the difficult. first thing I heard was, what's up? What's up? I was like, what is it? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So like it takes. It took a long time to get used to phrases and greetings and everything. And eventually you got a hang of it, you know? Yeah. Speaking really good I English. I mean, uh, if you talk about grammar, I might be good in writing. Uh-huh. I mean, most of people. A little better? Maybe, speaking? because uh, the way we learned English was through grammar. Uh-huh. So, like, subject plus verb plus complement. When you make a sentences, you go first with subject. For example, he is a subject, is, he is, mm-hmm. is a verb, he is a guy, the compliment or something, like, I eat apple, like this. But I think you have to listen, 
you have to try to speak more and uh, be in an environment to learn, especially phrases. You so my question to you grow. is, did you kind of become like kind of like ob observer kind of in a way, like you're silent at first and like kind of observed like everyone else's like gestures and like the way they s spoke so you can like kind of like teach yourself how to, s you know? Yeah, so I try to... Uh, I try to oh, like even use YouTube, Google, mm -hmm. and uh, go to some uh, professors and teachers and ask them, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember one time I went to EOC yeah. for a, uh, it's a long story, so I went there for a ESL classes, English as a second language, and there was a professor, I forgot her name, she was very nice. I used to go to her and ask her like, so if someone said what's up to me what is the answer you know <laughs> yeah i know what you mean because I, I just wanted to be perfect when you communicate with people you know yeah. so then he said like you can say nothing much or not much nothing so yeah. this was i was i was taking notes and like kind of practice it that's yeah. very that's very interesting very interesting specifically how was your journey here to Syracuse, and do you feel included in the campus community? So first, I have to say, when I came, when we came here in 2018, after about two to three months, I started uh, OCC. I, I directly came to OCC to start my education with math and science. So I took four classes in the first semester. It was all ESL classes. So OCC had ESL classes. It was English as a second language. So uh, reading, reading, writing, speaking, and one uh, pre-calc. So after like three or four months of the semester, uh, I took a 4.0 GPA, like a perfect GPA, all A grades. So I was like happy. That's awesome. The, okay, let's go with the next semester. So then I took uh, one or two summer class. That was also a ESL class, and uh, I got a also A grade, so 4.0. The third semester, I took uh, English class, biology, communication, and uh, math. Um, that sounds rough. Yeah, biology was the, I mean, the toughest class I had. So after two weeks, I dropped the biology class. Oh, okay. Then the that effect it had a, like a bad effect on me, and mm -hmm. I've kind of failed all of our, all other classes. Yes, you're so, kind of like in a bad state of mind at the time. Yes, okay. and the reason uh, would be the differences between schools and education yeah. back in Afghanistan and here. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about school. So in my country, the schools were like. For example, the twelfth grade is only three or three and a half hour. Mm -hmm. For example, in three hour, we have six subjects, so we go to school six days a week for uh, three hours a day, and you 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 study six subjects a day, and you're not gonna learn like like kind of pick up the way you should. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then we have uh, educational centers. Those are private places. Mm -hmm. You go and pay and learn a specific subject. For example, okay. math. So, so kind of like a tutor kind of? Yeah, okay. but not free. You have oh, to pay. Free. Schools pay. are free, yep. 
but those uh, private uh, education centers you have to pay. Did they kind so, of have like a free tutors kind of like you know how they have tutors here? No, no, no. So you would have to go out and pay. You, you have to pay. Okay. So you're gonna, you could learn math, uh, English, uh, physics, chemistry. Those main subjects you had to go and pay and learn it. So the way I learned language was through those educational centers. Uh, also, a little bit of physics, chemistry. So, but you know, it was my first language. I learned it through Farsi, uh, Dari, or Persian. But when I came here, everything was English. You know, mm-hmm. you you enter a class that was a bio one five one. That yeah, was I, couldn't I imagine. mean a little bit high level. Uh, everything was English, and uh, it was tough, man. But you know, the first day of lab was professor gave us chapters, so it's the way it works. You you see it, mm-hmm. and you do things. I have a I had a microscope in front of myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't able to even turn the, turn down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we had one lab in in my in the whole school, and maybe in twelfth grade, uh, I have been in the lab for one time. Mm-hmm. You had one microscope. One microscope. Uh, it was I don't remember what model was it, but it was pretty old. Yeah. So well, you you got through it, right? Yes. Yeah, you got, so you're, you're here today. <laughs> yeah, I dropped the class, yeah. and a friend of mine was at EOC, Syracuse mm-hmm. Educational Opportunity Center. So you made it uh, over there? Yeah, and I took a break from OCC, Okay, a one-year break. I went to mm-hmm. EOC. I got uh, college preparation classes, mm-hmm. and those classes helped me a lot. Okay. I came back to OCC well-prepared, and now we're here. Um, right now, I'm a member of PTK's leadership team. I'm a member of CSTEP. I'm a mentor. I'm a uh, I'm I'm a president of a club, Muslim clubs. That's so awesome. really awesome stuff. I'm really I'm really proud of you. Yes, and I have a 3.5 GPA. That's <laughs> awesome. So, what kind of was the process of uh, starting up your club here at OCC? Okay, so about the club. Uh, when I remember the first days when I came to OCC, I was trying to hide from everyone. I wasn't. I wasn't the person who go and involve and uh, I mean speak with yeah, people. You weren't really involved, right? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't really involved. But then you the put yourself is, out there. Yeah. Then I was like, "Why not? Let's do it. You have to be in the community. Yeah. Involve. I mean, speak with people, ask questions, and uh, communicate. And this is also one of the ways you learn even the language and the culture and the differences. So. And we uh, got, uh, I was so more thinking of uh, a club, a Muslim student club. So we, we do not have a club for our Muslims. So I went to a professor and, and I you spoke. you went to a SGA too, right? A student government office? Yes, I went there and spoke with them, different professors. I spoke with my friends and we got to the idea of creating finally creating a club and today we finally got approval and uh, now i'm the president of the msa muslim uh, student association so you're just telling me about how many signatures you got how many signatures yeah. you got today <laughs> today i only got 25 signature and the form they gave me is it yeah. says like uh, a minimum of 15 students must 
must demonstrate interest in supporting the creation of this club. Yeah, that's a lot and of this list has 25 uh, spot up for signatures. You might, have to, 25. You might have to get a new page. Yeah, <laughs> and then I said, okay, I'm, the, I'm okay now. I have 25, no more space. I, I, I only have, right now maybe I have 10 friends. They're not here. So, so uh, tell me more about the club. Yeah, so we uh, came to the idea of uh, creating this club so we can have, uh, and by the way, it's the month of Ramadan, so the month of fasting. It's the fourth day, actually. And uh, we, I was thinking of uh, doing an event for Ramadan for and giving like information about uh, like non-Muslims, the, the people who do not know anything about mm -hmm. Ramadan, And uh, hopefully now we have the club. We are gonna do the event through this club, and uh, maybe create a f some flyers and posters, and uh, do the event and give information for people. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm glad you kind of kind of got out of that shell, and uh, you kind of put your voice out there. And you know, now you're president of a club, which is really really awesome. <laughs> Is there something that you wouldn't like students that are from the U.S. to know more about your culture? Yes, like as a Muslim, like we eat halal meat. So halal is like an Arabic word. It means permissible. And the term halal is, uh, is used with Islamic dietary laws and especially meat processed and prepared in accordance with uh, those requirements, which is uh, slab food. Animals should be slaughtered and some other requirements. Okay, awesome. So, like specifically, what's something you like about your culture the most? Like family uh, relationships, you know, you've had in the past. So, you know, over the years, anything like that? I can say one of the best things about my culture I would love is uh, the family relationships. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we uh, have the most respect to our elders. Uh, in our family, mostly for our mom and dad. So uh, the way we think is when we are a kid, they are the one who raise us, yeah. who feed us, and they're the one who support us. Yeah. And when they get older, uh, we are not the one who took them to the nursing houses. We should be those who support them and feed them and uh, give them a lot of respect than we were a kid and i yeah. think and that, that should be everywhere kind of uh you know you don't really see that a lot here but it's really cool like kind of like to see and like your state of mind when it comes to that type of stuff yes and uh, this is this was one of the most uh, different thing i see here especially like when kids turn up uh, like 18 years old they wanted to leave the house or yeah. uh, go uh, I mean have their own life mm -hmm. their own house stuff like that but in our culture we don't have anything like that we li we all try to live together yeah, kind of like kind of like a yes. tribe kind of like one kind tribe. of tribe we live together with my mom and with dad uh, sisters and brothers until uh, for example your uh, family's daughter When they get married, they move to the husband's house, mm -hmm. and uh, she goes to the husband's house. Usually, uh, what is uh, kind of a big cultural difference that you have here compared to where you're from? 
there are some differences between our culture. I mean, every culture have their differences, but a uh, funny one would be the way you communicate or speak with people who are older than you. For example, in Afghanistan, in our culture, when we speak with our elders, like even father or elder people, we try to put our eyes down and speak uh, slower. I mean... Here, uh, here we're big on eye contact. Yes, so. but when I came here, one of the things, uh, I was speaking with someone, he told me, look at my eyes. Yeah. You should and speak louder. I was like, yeah. why? He said, if you want to live here, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. So this was one of, I mean, maybe it was really hard to yeah. so kind of you have like kind of like a mixture of both now like you do both kind of stuff yeah, I tr yeah but i try to so this is the way of communication here so i have to learn that and use it so when i speak now with my professors with elders i try to do as much as i eye contact as i can do and just try to speak louder but when you're with family, you kind of like uh, family old, tra old traditions, kind of. Yeah, because yeah. that's the, the sign of respect for us. Because yeah. that's older elders, so yeah. you have to put your eyes down or speak not do okay. not speak loud. So yeah. this is a, a sign of respect for us. So that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. So we're coming to the end of the episode. I just want to ask you one more question about Ramadan. How's your uh, fasting going? Okay, Ramadan is going great. It's the fourth day. So we fast from uh, uh, dawn, like like mm -hmm. pre, pre sunrise to sunset, almost sunset. And now I just need like five more hours to start eating again. So I'm fasting right now. We're talking. Cool. We have the podcast. Well, I just want to thank you for giving the time to talk on the podcast. Um, well, that brings it us to the end of the, the episode PTK Voices of Our Community podcast this is Kyle and Khalid signing off Assalamu alaikum everyone peace and blessings be on all of you thank you